Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is a lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Praise God. All right, let me look to your neighbor, to the left, to the right, and let me ask them, how was your week? Get an answer from them. Praise God. Tell them how handsome the look how beautiful they look, praise God. Smite your neighbor until they respond to you. Come on, somebody. Say, smite your neighbor, praise God. Hallelujah. Some people still find it hard to smile, praise God. Receive the grace to smile. Say, receive the grace to smile. This year you'll be smiling. You say, what happened? You say, it's God, though. Now God, they run now more, praise God. Glory to God. All right, welcome to church this beautiful Sunday morning. And for those who are joining us online, you're welcome to church. Glory to God. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, the book of 2 Samuel, as we look at the Word of God this beautiful Sunday morning. Praise God. 2 Samuel chapter number 9. 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Glory to God. Verse 1 to 13. 2 Samuel chapter 9, from verse 1 to 13. We have two readings this morning. So after this, we'll go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 9. But first of all, this morning, let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 9. Praise God. If you're there, say, yes, I'm there. If you're there, say, yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say, wait for me. Okay, so let's go. 2 Samuel chapter 9. I will read, just follow closely. Praise God. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness or favor for Jonathan's sake? Verse 2, now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, is there no one still alive? From the house of Saul, to whom I can show God's kindness. Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is it? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Makar, son of Hamiel, in Lodiba. Somebody say Lodiba. I can't hear you say Lodiba. So King David had him brought from Lodiba, from the house of Makar, son of Hamiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Verse 7 says, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Verse 9. Then the king summoned Ziba, saw steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him, and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. Praise God. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba sent to the king, your servants will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. Praise God. All right, let's take our second reading from the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 9. One of the mysteries I've seen about God's word is in this place I'm about to read this morning. Praise God. And I'm talking this morning about the mystery of favor. 
the mystery of favor. The mystery of favor. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. Verse number 10 to 16. Romans 9, 10 to 16. Glory to God. It says, not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Watch this, verse 11. It says, yet, before the twins were born or had anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls. She was told the, young, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I hated. Verse 14. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Somebody say, it's me, it's me, it's me. Say, it's me, he's talking about. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on human desire or efforts, but on God's mercies. It does not therefore desire depend on human efforts. If you read KJV, it says, not of him that wills, not of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Praise God. Lord, we ask that you bless your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Let the entrance of your word give light in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree and declare that I will speak as your servant, as an oracle of God, not as an orator in the name of Jesus. Let your word have a free course and be glorified in our lives in the name of Jesus. Let this word enlighten our darkness in the name of Jesus. Let this word give us light and illumination in our hearts and in our souls in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus. My church says a loud amen. amen. Favor is one of the unexplainable mystery God has set in place by himself. The concept of favor, sometimes if you look at it, you find it hard to understand. You find it hard to fathom why God operates the way he operates. In Romans 9 that we read, we see the story of two men, praise God, of two children actually. The Bible says they had not done any kind of evil or not. They've not done any bad. They've not done any good. And God speaking, he said, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. And in verse 14, he began to ask, what shall we say then? Is God unjust? Glory to God. Now, there is no way you can talk about favor without talking about an element of favoritism. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? So what does favor mean? Favor means gaining approval, acceptance, special benefits or blessings. So when we say a man has favor, it means that he has gained approval, she has gained approval, acceptance, special benefits or blessings. Favor means support, liking for someone or something. Favor also means to feel or show approval or preference for. Favor means to treat someone better than you treat other people. Especially in an unfair way. And that word is so powerful. Okay? It says favor means to treat someone better than you treat other people. Especially in an unfair way. One of the things you have to understand about favor is that favor is not fair. When it comes to favor, there has to be an element of partiality. Somebody must be treated better than another person. Somebody must be preferred. Somebody must be loved. 
somebody must get special recognition. So, in this context, Jacob was favored because he had special recognition. He had special treatment. He was preferred by God. He was preferred by, by his parents. Joseph had special favor in the sight of his father. Among his 11 brothers, he was preferred. He was loved the most. So you cannot take out favoritism where favor is concerned. Are you with me this morning? Oh, are you here this morning? So when God says that I would give you favor, what God is saying is that I will give you preferential treatment. I will give you special treatment. I remember many years ago when my wife went for the audition of the Johnsons. Hundreds of people were there. That should be about 11 or 12 years ago. And then out of the several hundreds of people who were there, she was the one that was picked. That is favor in action. Preferential treatment. Special attention. Special recognition. Glory to God. This year you will see favor. So you will see favor in the name of Jesus. Somebody is selling a product. They have the same function or the same quality and then they bring those products to you and for an unexplainable reason you prefer one to the other so there is a favor of God that causes a man to be preferred there is a favor that rests upon a man that causes that man to be distinguished when a man has favor, he looks like he is the best. When a man has favor, his, his efforts are amplified. Favor is an unexplainable force. An aura that propels a man into divine settlements. So you cannot talk about divine settlement if you do not have God's favor. Favor will bring you into your place in God. Favor will cause your seat to be reserved in high places. There are 10 effects of favor I'd like to share this morning. Year 11. Number one is that favor makes a man to be remembered for good. In the story that we read, we see the story of a man by the name Mephibosheth. On a fateful day like this, David asks, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Now, this was a man who had literally been ostracized this guy had been at the backside of the desert. This guy was a non-entity. This guy had no degree or pedigree. He had no qualification. In the scheme of things, this guy was a nobody. So all of a sudden, the king woke up and said, this year, all of a sudden, somebody will wake up, oh. Favor makes one to be remembered for good. There are people who are remembered for evil. I remember back in the day when we were growing up, my mom, you would have done something wrong. Then you would think mom see has forgotten. Then maybe two days after, she would just come and say, hey, one more year. Two days ago, I told you to do something, you didn't do it. Go and stood down there. In fact, she may just give you backhand like this. This year, you'll be remembered for good. 
favor, number two, puts you where you should not be ordinarily. This was a guy who was impotent in his feet. This was a guy that by all standards, he should not be dining with the king. But favor puts him in that place where he does not belong. If you are always where you are supposed to be, if you are always where you deserve to be, you don't have favor. Favor will bring you to a place where you look at your results, you look at your life, you look at your age, you look at your degree, you look at your qualification, you look at your connection, and you cannot marry both. Somebody hear what I'm saying this morning? You cannot, you, you look at your income, you look at your expenses. It does not make sense because someone who is earning what you are earning should not be spending what you are spending. Favor is on you. So favor puts you where you should not be ordinary. Number three, favor makes a man to be noticed. Second Samuel 9, 8. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? So favor comes into operation when you have written yourself off completely. So favor causes a man to be noticed. As a lady, you're trusting God to get married. Maybe you need to pray more for favor. That those that need to see you will see you. Not all those clowns that have been seeing you. That you know that this one, this can't be God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? Praise God. Favor will cause a man to be seen. Glory to God. Number four, favor breaks the cycle of stagnation in a man's life. Look at this man, Mephibosheth. He had been on the same spot for years. But because of favor, that cycle of stagnation was broken in his life. Somebody here, in this year, everything Every stubborn problem in your life, they are giving way in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't you say a loud amen to that. Number five, favor makes a man to enjoy restoration. Second Samuel 9, 7, it says, Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you the kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. All the land from past years. Some of you understand my voice. This year, God will collapse time in your favor. But don't you say a loud amen to that. All the good deeds that your father has done, your grandfather has done, this year they are coming and they are resting upon your life in the name of Jesus. Favor causes a man to enjoy restoration. One day of favor is better than 100 years of toiling and labor. When a man is walking in favor, you can easily tell. Sometimes what you call luck is favor. Favor makes a man to enjoy restoration. Number six, favor makes you to be preferred. Daniel 6.3. Daniel 6.3. Daniel 6.3. Please show me that. Daniel 6.3. Glory to God. Now Daniel was distinguished or Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the old kingdom. Let me have the KJV. The KJV. The KJV. He used the word preferred. It says, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. 
and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. So favor makes you to be preferred. You know, sometimes, you know, by reason of what I do, once in a while I, I engage in some interviews, recruitment and all of that. And then there are people that come in and then, you know, just seeing them, HR guys, you get what I'm saying? Just seeing them, you just like them. Not that you've, you've engaged them or encountered them before, but there's just an aura around them that makes you like them. That makes you prefer them to some other persons. So I'm praying for you that this year, when you submit your proposals, your own will be preferred. Oh, I said your own will be preferred in the name of Jesus. As I bow my knees today, I decree in the name of Jesus. As you go out in this year, I declare you are the preferred. In the name of Jesus, if they will pick one person, it will be you. If they will approve one proposal, it will be you. In the name of Jesus, shout the loud and say, man, you can somebody. That one person can be you. That one person can be you. Look at the story in the Bible, in the book of Hester. I read that this morning. I was so blessed. The king, I mean, Vashti had messed up. You know the story, right? And then the king was going to throw, you know, a, what do you call it now? Like a miss world, a pageantry, whatever you, whatever you call it. And then there were several virgins. There were several beautiful ladies. There were several beautiful women. The question is, how was it that it was Esther that was picked? So sometimes, see, favor is a mystery. How many of you here, you wrote yourself off you never thought you could get that job. Anybody like that here? I remember I interviewed someone. The guy was saying rubbish. But he got the job. See, I just like you. This year, somebody will just like you. I said, they will just like you. I said, they will just like you. And what is your name? Say, I'm Shea. Ah, that's my grandmother's name. Ah. This year, there will be divine coincidences in your favor. Oh, there'll be divine consensus in your favor. Shout amen, somebody. I remember a guy, one of my friends, who got a car as a gift. So this guy went to his mechanic to fix his car, his terrible car. We both had terrible cars then. The car was driving us, if you know what I mean. Praise God. So he went to see his mechanic, and then, you know, they were talking, having conversations. He was going to fix the car for him. And he said, oh, that there's this guy that wants to sell a car, oh. I said, hey, well, let me check the car. That's why this year you must take both steps. You don't need to have the money. You must move. As you go, you'll be cleansed. Somebody say amen to that. So he says, oh, let me go and check the car and all of that. And he got there. You know? And he says to him, um, what's your name? He says, I'm Caleb. I'm my, my wife knows. He says, uh, Caleb what? Caleb Okpelami. He said, oh, Okpelami. Which Okpelami is that? Is it the one that I said, Yes. Say your grandfather was a good man, no? Ah, ah. So he said to him, said, go and check the car. Say, do you like the car? Say, I like it. He said, you know, you can carry the car and pay in installments. Say, ah, thank you, sir. Carry the car. Young guy, 26. We are about 26, 27 at that time. You know? And then the guy said, oh, you know, when he took the car, then the guy now. After like a week, he said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm still gathering the money, sir. You know how you can, you know how you know that you, you know that you don't have to, you know. So the guy said, well, on a second thought, this year, on your case, there will be a second thought. He said, there will be a second thought. And they are saying, hey, but on a second thought, he said, they will change their mind. And they will change their mind. And the brother say, eh, I'm not marrying you. But on a second thought, <laughs> they have said that they don't usually, I mean, you've heard this. 
that people don't get promotion twice in this company. But on a second thought, you will have it. On a second thought, they will open the door for you. On a second thought, you get that miracle. On a second thought, you get that promotion. On a second thought, nations will open to you in the name of Jesus. So he says, on a second thought, you know, you know, you can actually have the car. He says, how do you mean, sir? See, this year, get ready for miracles that will mesmerize you. Now like you'll be wondering, ah, eh, mean eh. Like you don't mean it. Are you? The day I got the car as a gift, my wife and I were going to run mad. I got the church, and I said, somebody, you know, I has a car for you and all that. I'm like, seriously, me? Glory to God. On the second thought, you would have it. When you submit your proposal, your own will be preferred. All of you in business and career, I said, you'll be preferred. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you'll be preferred. In the name of Jesus, when they see your home, they will just like it. Say, ha, wow, you have beards. I like your beards, so nice beards. Nice beards. That same beard can put another person in trouble. Say, look how you looking unkept like this. Ah, wow. This year, Everything will be working in your favor. Your beard, your height, your name, what you are going to wear. There is a cloth you wear on a daily basis. There are some clothes that you wear that it will just be bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. When Nigeria wears white, you know what happens? Super egos. But the jinx was broken some days ago. Praise God. How many of you, you have some outfits that when you wear them, anybody like that? I'm not being spooky, but there's... Talk to me, guys. Go and wear your clothes. Your favorite clothes. Go and wear it. Don't despise it. Go and wear it. And Shabak. Anything you wear, you're blessed and favored in Jesus' name. But I'm telling you that this year, now, as the oil comes upon you, you'll be preferred. In Hebrews 1.9, the Bible says, because you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore the Lord your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your contemporaries. This year, God will anoint you above them. Above your colleagues. I've told you that where favor is concerned, there has to be, somebody must go down, somebody to go up. He says that promotion does not come from the north or from the south, Psalm 75, 6 to 7. But God is the judge of all. He's the one that lifts up one and puts down the other. This year, the one to be lifted will be you. I said the one to be lifted will be you. In the name of Jesus, when they are downsizing, your name will be omitted. I said, your name will be omitted. In the name of Jesus, this year you'll be preferred. Shout amen, somebody. Favor causes you to be preferred. Favor puts an end to a man's weeping. So I have news flash. The things that have caused you pain this year will bring you joy. Ah, oh, your amen is not. I said, the things that have caused you pain this year will bring you joy. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 30, verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. Cool, girl, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Psalm 30, verse 5. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Psalm 30 verse 5 says for his hunger endured but for a moment in his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning one of the things you must understand and believe in your heart is that God is not angry with you ah. oh yeah 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 
God is not hang, God is not upset with you. He says his anger is for a moment, but his favor is for life. His pants over eternity. There is no hand to God's favor in your life. Every day you carry favor. Every day you walk in favor. Every that's why it says goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So there is no day. Oh, glory to God. That's why it says he daily loves you with his benefit. And favor is a special benefit. So this year, you must walk in the consciousness that God is not angry with me. I carry favor. I carry grace. Oil on my head. Increase to my feet. Everything I touch is blessed in this year. Oh, glory to God. But some of us reverse this scripture. We think that his favor is for a moment. And his anger is for life. But his favor is for life. Every day of your life. You are not favor deficient. You are full. This of his fullness we have received. Grace upon grace. The word grace there is unmerited favor. Glory to God. I have favor I don't deserve. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Number, number eight. Favor makes one to be at the right place at the right time. Second Kings. Second Kings chapter eight. Verse five to six. Second Kings, start from verse 1, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Just then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou. Oh, God. NIV. Ah. Then Elisha said, I said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land and it will last forever. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. So she had come for seven years. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to the king to beg for her house and land. So they are taking our land and houses. This year, those who took your land, they will buy it. They will, they will vomit it. Those who took your money, who took your money last year, this you are, I know you, you gave up on it, so they will vomit it in this year. Those who that contract was made for you, they took it. I decree this year, they will vomit it. They will vomit it. Those who took what belongs to you this year, they will vomit it. He says, I will overturn and overturn and overturn and overturn whose right is it and I will deliver it to him. Everything they stole from you is coming back to you in this year. Can you shout yes this morning? The king was talking to Gehazi the servant of the man of God and I said now listen to me the king was talking to Gehazi the servant of the man of God so the king was just talking to Gehazi he had nothing to do with this woman who had lost her house and her lands and I said tell me about all the great things Elisha has done just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to beg the king for her house and land. So she was at the right place at the right time. Gehazi said, this is the woman, oh, my lord the king, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. Verse 6. The king asked the woman about it and she told him that he has signed an official to her case. 
This year, God will assign angels to your case. They will not rest until they bring it to pass. They will not rest until your, your matter is attended to. In the name of Jesus. Says, assign an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belongs to her. In, oh, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. Seven years collapsed in one day. And so in the name of Jesus, grace made I prophesy over you in this year, you will be at the right place at the right time. In the name of Jesus, I declare sevenfold restoration. He said, if the thief is found, it will be made to restore in sevenfold. And so in the name of Jesus, as your servant, in the name of Jesus, at least this year, sevenfold restoration. Shout yeah, somebody. Pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Devil, I get my stuff back. I get my stuff back this year. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. God punish the devil. Sit down, let me finish this. Sit down. I said this year you will be at the right place at the right time I said you will be at the right place at the right time you will make your post at the right time in the name of Jesus they will not say I wish you came yesterday this year I rebuke the spirit of almost in your life. Almost got it. Almost happened. I almost got married. I almost got a job. I almost got the miracle. I almost got the breakthrough. I rebuke that spirit of almost. That spirit of almost is broken right now. In the name of Jesus, shout yes, you believe it. Ah. If only you had come yesterday, this year, those lines is taken out of the vocabulary. You will be at the right place, at the right time. In the name of Jesus, shout the loudest, amen, you get somebody. Number nine, favor establishes a man and the work of his hands. Psalm 90, 17. says, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands. May the favor of the Lord our God, listen to me. The favor of God is the beauty of the Lord. Where your life looks attractive, people just love you. Just let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, rest upon us. In fact, I can preach a whole sermon on rest upon. So that favor is not going to come and lift, it will rest. This year, favor rests on you. I said, favor will rest on you. It will sit on you like a cloak. In the name of Jesus. It says, let the favor rest on us. Establish the work. Now, listen to this. Establish the work of our hands for us. You cannot establish yourself by yourself. There has to be a spiritual backing. A spiritual, a spiritual impartation. 
And favor is like a spiritual impartation that amplifies the work of a man that makes him look like he knows how to do it. Where people cannot explain the results you are having, you can only attribute that to God's favor. This year, that will be your experience. Upon your career, divine favor. Upon your family, divine favor. In the name of Jesus, everything around you receive God's favor. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will never forget, I always share this experience. I went to Daystar Leadership Academy several years ago. That should be about 16 or 17 years ago. And I was in the class just worshiping God. Glory to God. Just praising God. And somebody just told me, he said, you know what? I like the way you worship. I like the way you worship. And gave me a check of 20K. This year, they will just like the way you dress. So they, will, they will just like the way you talk. The way you smile. This year, everything around you will command favor. Oh, I thought you would say loud amen to that this morning. Glory be to God. The favor establish the work of our hands for us. Number 10, favor overlooks your inadequacies and gives you a testimony and miracle anyways. Look at a man who was lame at his feet. Couldn't walk. They had to carry him to the king's palace. See, one of the things God has been telling me, I'll say it again. Romans 9, 16. Not of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercies. Show me Romans 9, 16 in message translation. Romans 9, 16. Romans 9, 16. Message translation. Romans 9, 16. It says, compassion doesn't originate in our bleeding, hearts or moral sweat, but in God's mercy. Let me have the, the NLT. The NLT, NLT. It says, so it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. I can tell you as somebody who is spiritually informed that the most successful are not always the best. I'm telling you. I've had the privilege to meet people who are doing well in human standard. Have money, good they can wake up in Nigeria and have lunch in the US. I can tell you that they are smart, but they are usually not the smartest. Show me Ecclesiastes 9.11. Ecclesiastes 9.11. It says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. Did you see that? The wise sometimes go hungry. Have you not seen people with good grades from school? When we were in secondary school, I say this with all humility. Those we thought would be successful. Some of them are learning mechanic. I'm telling you. Those of us who were unserious in class, secondary school, I was extremely unserious. I went to Bamboo Baptist Secondary School, Okiado Ibadan. Some of my friends, uh, we, are, we are live, right? Okay. So I'll, I'll just... There are people that you look at. How many of you here 
you've looked at some people, you, you say, money misroad. You that you are the right part. Why, why did the money come to you? Or you look at some people in your own estimation. See, God does not consult you to bless people. In fact, he says, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will pick me up. He says, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. This thing I'm talking about is not by power. It's not by issue. He says, and those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by chance. Did you see that? By being at the right place at the right time. There are several people who made billions from real estate five, six, seven years ago. Literally. Billions. Billions. Right place, right time. There are some of your friends that you look at you're saying, Ori, Kotia, fine. It's not even fine. She's not even beautiful. But thank God you are not God. How many of you have seen, have seen men that are so handsome? You look at their wives. You, you feel pity for them. You're like, ah. How in the world did what did he see in her? What did he see in him? It is favor. I've seen people who are beautiful. There was one day I was going when now from my house. I saw a lady so beautiful, so beautiful. If I tell you somebody is beautiful, I don't joke with that word. I don't joke with that word. Beautiful. You're beautiful. You, you really are. I'm telling you. I don't joke with it. Beautiful lady. She was, she was backing a, a child on the bike and holding one. I feel like, ah, how can you be this fine? Who married you? Favor is no respecter of beauty. Physical beauty. Some of you, you don't like your boss. Boy, is your boss. You wish that you were in that position. That, ah! You wouldn't go. Every time, every time, I'm saying your KPI, your KPI. Yeah, you know, please find that touch. We find that touch every time. <laughs> the race. This year, I want to beg you in God's name. Don't rely on your ability. If you call for midweek service, show up. Come and hear the word. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now watch this. God did not say, do not use your understanding. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He didn't say don't use it. Because that's another extreme. He says, do not lean on it. Do not rely on your, on your expertise alone. I've done all my research. You know, I've done all the maths, all the, all the, all the permutation and the, comb and the combination. You know, 
I, I, I mean, I've done all my research, you know, based on statistics. Statistics kill you there. You don't know that it is God's blessing. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. Proverbs 10, 22. And has no sorrow with it. I'm going to share with you how to invoke God's favor. I have 10 here, but I'll just share maybe two or three. Number one is prayer. Prayer. I'm sure you're wondering, really? Yes, prayer. Somebody say prayer. Luke 3, 21 to 22. Luke 3, 21 to 22. One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized and he was praying. The heavens opened. Next verse. And the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove and a voice from heaven said, You are my daily beloved son and you bring me great joy. My beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, the voice that came from heaven is a voice of approval that sealed his ministry or the word endorsed. That is a divine endorsement. So I'm praying for you that in this year, God by himself will endorse your business. You see, in real life, if you can get... You know, somebody was telling me about a guy who is close to a popular um, politician's um, son. I've forgotten that page. Somebody was telling me about it. There are some people in this nation, if they endorse your business, if you then go take and talk about your business. There's a guy that I know on Instagram. Um, what's that guy's name again? That guy that's saying, um, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. What's that guy's name? All of Lagos, stop playing. This house, stop playing. You with all your grammar, what have you done? Say, stop playing. This house, one billion. This one, what? If you can talk about your weave-on business. You're just supposed to say, sold out. Sold out. But that is endorsement on a natural level. When heaven's blessing, when there is heaven's endorsement on your brand, and that's what I'm praying for you, grace me this year. There will be everyone's endorsement on what you do. So there will be everyone's endorsement on what you do. Go to verse 21. Verse 21. Oh, glory to God. It says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was being baptized. But Jesus approached the baptism with a different attitude. There were crowds that were being baptized, but Jesus understood the power and the efficacy of prayer and the impact and the import of prayers upon a man. He went with a different approach. That's why you cannot embark on on something without first of all committing your ways to the Lord. Just commit your ways to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So you must approach this year with an understanding that prayer would give you that endorsement that you are looking for. So when it's time to pray, it's not a time for you to be forming busy. Because it is not by power. It shall look by Bruce Lee. 
Are you not tired of just running elter skelter? Running to and fro without direction. Let me say this to you. Activity does not equal accomplishment. Number two. Ooh, glory to God. Number two is righteousness. Righteousness. Because you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, the Lord your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your contemporaries. That's Hebrews 1.9. Because you have loved righteousness. Now, there are two expressions of righteousness in the Bible. The first expression is what we refer to as right standing with God. Which is what we usually talk about. Alright? If your righteousness, you know, is as the filthy rags, it's right standing with God. But what he was talking about here is the other meaning of righteousness, which is justice. Justice. It means justice or morally correct. It is the quality of being right in the eyes of God. Including your character, your conscience, and your command. Your character, your nature, your conscience, your attitude, your word, your command. To invoke God's favor, you need to be righteous. You cannot tell me that you have a bad attitude and you would have favor. No, you can't. If you read the book of Hester very well, you will realize that Vashti lost her position because of pride. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? She lost her position because of the king said, can you come you know, and you know, display for the king? And he said, oh, you know... I'm a big girl now, you know, I mean, attitude. See, God has a way of giving you favor if you maintain your righteousness, your character, your conscience. You're working for someone, they're cheating on you, or cheating you, doing all of those things to you, God will pay you back. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Say glory to God. We are going to pray today before we anoint us. Look at Esther chapter 2. When Mordecai uncovered a conspiracy against the king. Now what happened was that he was not rewarded immediately. He was not rewarded immediately. And he looked as if his good character was forgotten. And this is what I'm going to pray for you right now. In verse 6, the Bible says, verse, chapter 6 verse 1, says that night the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the Chronicles the record of his reign to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's officers, who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. See, one of the things I saw as I was praying yesterday night is that between now and the next seven days, somebody's life by the reason of the oil that will rest on you today, your life will be radically transformed forever. These are not words I'm making up. I saw it. I saw it in the spirit. I saw it. That as the oil will be poured on you, will be put on you, that there's going to be such a transference 
Just like in 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 6. Let me show you what will happen. 1 Samuel 10 6. Oh, 1 Samuel 10 6. 1 Samuel 10 6. Glory to God. 1 Samuel 10 6. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. That doesn't really, you know, can I have the KJV? It says, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into another man. Verse 7. You'll be turned into another man. When these confirming signs are accomplished, you will know that you are ready. Whatever job you are given to do, do it. God is with you. So when that oil rests on you, you are going to walk with a different, with strings in your steps. That something has come upon me. I am a new man. It says, whatever job you are given to do, do it. God is with you. Wherever you want to go, go there. God is with you. Whoever you want to talk to, talk to them for God is with you. For this favor will cause you to experience a new lease of life. Verse 8. Verse 8. Now go down to Gilgal and I will follow you. I will come down and join you in worship by sacrificing both offerings and peace offerings. Wait seven days, then I will come and tell you what to do next. Verse. Saul turned and left Samuel at that very moment. Did you see what I'm saying? At that, it is not happening tomorrow. It is at that very moment. Instanta, instanta, instantly, instantly in the service. Oh, glory to God. God transformed him, made him a new person, and all the confirming signs took place the same day. The same, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next verse, next verse, next verse, next verse. When Saul, when Saul and his party got to Gibeah, there were the prophets right in front of them before he knew it. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Before he knew it, before you know it, they will call you. Before you know it, you receive that testimony. Before you know it, that breakthrough will come. So before he knew it, the Spirit of God came on Saul. And he was prophesying along with them. I love the next verse. Oh, glory to God. It says, when those who had previously known Saul saw him prophesying with the prophets, they were totally surprised. What's going on here? What's going on here? People will look at your life in the next couple of days, months. They will say, what's going on here? What's going on here? We thought we knew that Tommy. What was going on here? Glory to Balabash. Glory to God. Ah, we thought we knew. Ah, we thought he used to. Ah, kilo shele. Ah, kilo. Ah, from where to where we? Ah, yesterday I still saw him on the bike. This morning he came with the kilo shele. What's going on here? When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion we were like them that dreamt. Our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. Whereof we are glad, turn again our captivity like the streams in the city. Those that saw in tears will reap in joy. He that goes for weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come back. Having the ships with him, what's going on here? I thought she was single. What's going on here? I thought she was barren. What's going on here? I thought she used to stay at home on week on Mondays. What's going on here? Something has shifted. As that oil comes on you this morning, there will be a change of story. There will be a change of story. You'll be turned into a new man. Shout the loudest amen. You get somebody. They were told.
totally surprised. In Grace Made, God will raise CEOs. Where you are that you are working, they will create something for you. You will be the head. As the Lord liveth, I prophesy this oil will cause you to be turned into a different person. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you can't pray in tongues, pray in understanding. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibesna podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or Shibesna or at Grace Made NG.